All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Greenbox Gaming Plays Delta Green and Possible Landscapes. Thank you for joining us. My name is Joe. I am the handler for our little our little ragtag group of uh, so-called agents. I mean, you know, they're <laughs> they're just confused. They're just confused. Uh, but uh, I am joined by my good friends. I'm joined by uh, Dace playing Benji. I don't appreciate being called a ragtag. Uh, well, you should, uh, you should, you should, you should do better to take care of yourself, and maybe I wouldn't call you that. Um, all right, and, uh, Jean <laughs> playing Benedict. Hello. I do appreciate being called ragtag. That's a compliment in my culture. That's, uh, okay. Ah. <laughs> Ooh. That's <laughs> a l- little bit of I a... made that up. Disclaimer. <laughs> no, that's... No, no, that's no. Bullshit. No, next time I meet another South African person, I'm gonna be like, you're looking really ragtag like, today. You're man. a ragtag fella. <laughs> <laughs> a ragtag fella. I have a. Do you have to wink when you say it like that? I have a. I have, I have yep. a. I have a peer from. Uh, I have a peer from South Africa. I was going to say to him when I see him on Wednesday. Hey man, look really rag. Oh, those shoes are really ragtag, man. Good job. <laughs> my my my, what a ragtag. I did meet some South Affies in uh, Cleveland. No no no, that's their word. Yeah, that's I was word. about to say, are we going with South Affies <laughs> <laughs> again? This <laughs> South Africans in uh in Cleveland and uh they might actually be want to be called ragtag because they were <laughs> they I were, you were gonna be like now they were ragtag <laughs> they were tearing up the entire bar oh yeah <laughs> they just is... they just party in a different way they were uh what is the um one of the what is the primary language called John Afrikaans or Zulu? I don't know. They're eleven. Say again. <laughs> there are eleven, there are 11 languages. languages. <laughs> I'm not sure really? what they were speaking, but I was like trying to figure out like it wasn't familiar to anything I've heard. And then like they're just like they're like arguing, and then like some guys like, "I want that strong beer there." <laughs> like they just like started like cheering after that. <laughs> And that, of course, and that, of course, is our good friend Brad playing Hank. Here's a question. Was, were they, okay, so were they arguing or were they just speaking in an argumentative sounding language? Because, like, like German sounds really kind of harsh all the no, time. No, I guess they weren't arguing. I think they're just, like, being rambunctious. They're, they're just partying, mm. partying at the front it's of like, the bar where no one could order. But a them. Surprising, a surprisingly large population of migrant South African workers, like farm workers in the States. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, my cousin, also in the Delta of Mississippi, is dating one. And all of them that I've met are just, like, exactly like you described. Just, like, and they make me think of rugby players. Just, like, brick shit houses that are just fucking <laughs> yeah. rowdy and down just, to clown. Just giant exactly. corn-fed... <laughs> They're, yeah. they're the exactly like me. They're even exactly just like me. Whole way. Sean. <laughs> um, for those who don't watch the stream, I am nothing like that. I'm <laughs> scrawny and very much not looking like that. But still down the clown. <laughs> but still down the clown. But get a get a few drinks in him, <laughs> and uh, oh boy, I'll pick up your car. 
Give that man a couple strong beers. Strong beers. <laughs> as as everybody cheers. <laughs> a strong beer. A strong beer. Uh, well, how have you guys been doing? Have you guys? Are you guys getting ready to uh, to enjoy your your Thanksgiving? And we're gonna date the episode. That's okay. We don't mind here. Uh, you guys are getting ready to enjoy your your Thanksgiving feast. Mm-hmm. Does anyone mm-hmm. really enjoy Thanksgiving? I mean, like the food is good and all, but like the the pain you have to suffer to get to the food. Are you talking about your, Are you talking about your family? <laughs> is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could always just do like a very like like an Irish goodbye thing. You're just like going. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, you get a plate and just leave. And you could do that with anyone's family <laughs> gathering, not just yours. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> Another pro tip, don't use the paper plate that they provide you at the beginning of the line. Bring your own Tupperware. Take that through the line. Mm. You don't even have wow. to sit down. Yeah. You just go You're really thinking now. You're really thinking. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess, I guess it really is about the family because anyone can throw together a bunch of food, you know, and, you know, have a turkey, right? Um, if, turkey's yeah. your, if turkey's your thing, you know. That's, that's, a, that's called that's a, a Friendsgiving. That's the thing they don't tell you. You can have turkey whenever the hell you please, okay? Oh, wow. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Because <laughs> we don't get that privilege. Thank John. you very much. No turkeys in South Africa. <laughs> not, a, not a big turkey import market. No. Do you have a... It's annoying. A really? We really like it. Yeah, no turkey. Really? Well, I mean, it is Business an idea. Mm-hmm. All right, let's become importer exporters. We got property. We can <laughs> no, start a fucking turkey uh, farm. Why don't Why don't we just buy some property there? Nobody wants to buy it and have a turkey. Nobody farm wants there. to buy it. Oh, there's a problem. Guys, we're yeah. jumping ahead. The market doesn't exist. The market doesn't wow. exist. There's a currently we have an in of one. We have a, a, a pot, yeah. we have a sample of one that says they do want it. You and like that, turkey that much? John? Sheep's heads. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Excuse me. Sheep heads. Do you say sheep head? Oh, sheep heads. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, cooked up sheep heads. Well, I guess that's really no different than like than like southern head cheese, uh, which is mm. a similar kind of thing with a hog's head. You ever had head? cheese? I don't think that's actually from the head, is it? It's like a. This is called that, but it's like that, something else. Is it just brain? I think that, it's. It I looks was, like head cheese. I was under the that's impression. That's what I call a brain. This, this is where we might start losing people for the sounding gross. Uh, but I was under the impression that you took a hog's head and boiled it, and then all the meat that kind of came off it, that you then took it and kind of pickled it. It's hard to think of a less appetizing word than head cheese. Right. Hmm. <laughs> and then when you pickle could... it, it becomes cheese-like in consistency, which is why it's called that. Maybe I'm Absolutely yeah, I'm disgusting. Brain. You're right. <laughs> you guys, it's you made... guys are just eating brains. This is gross. It's yeah, made from the flesh diseases. of the head. You're right, Jay. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, cold. it's called a meat jelly. No, no. <laughs> oh. no, 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 no. Oh, that's no. worse. I would stick with head cheese of a meat jelly. <laughs> I don't I mean, know which is worse. Cold cut terrine <laughs> or meat jelly originated okay. from your get, went... get on Reddit and vote. Would you rather have head cheese or meat jelly? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's a it's a hard choice. It's like someone's like holding a gun to you, and they're like, and they're just like you're you're sitting and they're in front of a table with two plates, 
each one with a tiny label on it. One that says head cheese, and then one that says says meat jelly, and they're like chews. <laughs> so it just sounds like so a more Africa. disgusting hot dog because it's like parts of the head used to vary. Uh, may include tongue, sometimes feet or heart. Yeah, but it's just like do not like commonly bologna. include the brain, eyes, or ears. Well, that's good. Not commonly. That would be so a sheep bridge head. too far. <laughs> right. Of course. Sheephead, they include brain, I think, uh-huh. and eyeballs. And they call it a smiley. Oh, no. Barbier. Like, you, <laughs> you guys are supposed to be good at marketing. This is a smiley. That's, let me and tell I think you. It's because of the sickening face on the dead creature. Yeah. So it's served uh, whole. Can we move on? Is there a segue <laughs> in here at all? Please. <laughs> All right. Speaking of being served whole, our characters have uh, recently uh, are in a bit of a pickle uh, where, unbeknownst to them, uh, something lurks just beyond the next stack of bookcases that is more than happy to devour them entirely. Our team, Imcel, having uh, descended and now completely accepted the fact that they are patients at the Dorchester facility and they've never been Delta Green agents. It's like, have we though? I'd, our characters who have completely accepted that and are okay. now, you know, you know, beyond wrestling with that particular delusion, uh, are here. Okay. Uh, last time, uh, after coming in contact with Asa Darabondi and uh, Darabondi meeting Leland and Mr. Wild, uh, the crew had gone to a group therapy session with Dr. Maximo F. Friend. Uh, he, uh, you know, went around and just, you know, it was just a good opportunity to get the, get some community healing, you know, uh, to really support each other. And I feel like there was a lot of really great opportunities to do that alongside of the shared hallucinations that Dr. Friend was sitting on top of a uh, throne, uh, lording over them as some type of, uh, I don't know, uh, some type of king or deity uh, alongside an even larger empty throne. Perhaps a throne meant for the true king, the last king, even. The crew then uh, moved away from uh, once they got done with the group therapy and speaking with Deborah Carver. Which is interesting because Deborah seems to be under the impression that she, impression that she is from Carcosa. And the team has actually seen her name, her driver's license, her her purse that they found uh, earlier when they were in the Samahina house. Uh, you found out some interesting things about Deborah. Uh, primarily that she is uh, some type of addict, possibly a drug dealer here in uh, in the Dorchester. She, uh, <laughs> I think it was a joke. I didn't ask you about this, and it was. I think it was a. Uh, I think it was. I think it was John or Benedict who said, you know, oh, do you do those bugs? Are you, you have any bugs lately? Yeah. And she was like, well, <laughs> well, yeah. And it was just this fun moment of like, oh shit. <laughs> like that was kind of a throwaway thing. And yeah, she tells you that she does do bugs and also something called Melonia? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Says that she finds it here and tells you that she can actually get you some. Um, but then you guys, she also mentioned King. King Bile. Uh, and I will from now on dispense with perfect pronunciation uh, because my uh, American English palate is really not 
suited toward it. So I'm just going to start pronouncing it as Bale because that is easier for me and hurts my brain less. Aww. No. Bile. No, you have to try. You have ah, to. I don't know. Can I mean, you hear, can you hear the difference between Bile and Bale? Like, as there's a difference. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah you have to We say. could also just revert yes. to, like, <laughs> Mr. Wild's kitty kitty friend. Well, that's a theory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it seems that uh, they have, there's someone called King or King Bile. Um, and you guys ask, well, well, where is where is King Bile? This this king of demons. Um, keep in mind that in the Ars Goetia, the um, the repository of the demons, there are seventy seven demons, and there uh, and that Bile rules over sixty six legions of them, um, which is interesting because there are actually, um, and this is something that you know Benji would know. There are six kings, or six high demons, that seem to rule over the rest. King Bile is one of them. He's by many considered to be the tippy-top of that particular pyramid. You guys tell Astero, where do we go? And you guys were in this little library nook, lots of picture books, that kind of thing. And Deborah tells you, well, he's on the other side of the library, he's silly. You guys are like, great. And so then you guys, Alice in Wonderland, straight through a bookcase. Straight through a bookcase, digging through the piles of books until you came out into an impossibly large space with bookshelves and piles of papers and tomes going up just like going up you know 50 100 meters into the air these insanely high ceilings that and walls that are so far away that they fade into mist you find yourself in this place, standing, having come out of this burrow, this book burrow, and surrounded on all sides by piles of books where the shelves are not uh, stacked up. And there appears to be a small but dwindling fire at your feet, which looks to have been constructed with uh, reading chairs, desks, and, of course, books. But you guys are under the impression that this King Bael... Might be your way out. Uh, Mr. Wilde said as much. Suggested as much. So yeah, so that's where we are. Uh, and the last thing I think you guys had seen right before we quit last time was you had seen one of these mannequins, you know, being zipped around on these rails high, high in the ceiling, bounding by, doing God knows what. So yeah, that is where we are. Gentlemen, Hank, Benedict, Benji, what are you doing? That is a fantastic question. a piece question. of paper. Creepy. What's on a piece of paper? A piece Benedict of paper? Benedict bends down. <laughs> Just goes for a piece of paper well, to try and see what all these books are made of, if well, it's homogenous. Well, or let me tell you, paper is in no short supply. Uh, exactly mm -hmm. where you happen to be at this moment. Um... Yeah, you reach down and pick up the first kind of, I don't know, kind of discarded uh, book, you know, that's there. And again, it's like all, you guys had come out of this, what can only be called an embankment of books, uh, and pushed your way out of it. You pick up one of the first ones there by your feet, and you open it, and it is entirely, entirely in a different language that you were unfamiliar with. Well, I'd say you're unfamiliar 
You're familiar enough at this point, I think, with your friendly uh, neighborhood expert and all things odd, Benjamin Potts, with you. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, you probably know Tartesian when you see it. You can't read it, but you know it when you see it. Right. Um, what you got there, Benedict? Oh, I think it's some scrap paper. Gibberish. Gibberish. Does this mean anything? Let me take a gander at it. This particular uh, book that you picked up is not noteworthy to the story. I'm afraid I'm not it's going garbage. to. garbage. <laughs> throws it into the fire. <laughs> which, oh, there is a fire. Which, seems to be, which seems to be exactly what this small, sputtering fire kind of needs. And it... It's a gosh dang red herring. <laughs> gosh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Crimson Small Fish is the title of the book. Uh, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Let's so throw yeah, all you, the books into the sh- fire. Let's just start burning everything. <laughs> You're going to need a shovel. Uh, that's that's how bad it is in here. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, you guys are in this kind of alcove almost where like these bookshelves kind of come together. Um, and it looks like you know, as you guys look around and you're kind of adjusting to your surroundings, it looks like someone might have slept here. Like you find like a like there's a place where it looks like a rug, um, like two and there and again like it has all the trappings of a library. You know, tables, chairs, uh, you know, some rugs and stuff. Like, and it looks like someone might have used a rug to make a, a kind of bed. Um, you know, like they're put together. And it looks like you know there's like a a stack of two books. It looks like someone might have put their head on kind of thing that someone made this fire you know and probably stayed here for a little bit um and there's nobody else in the do room we... not that you can see from where you can are. I... are there any other exits again like the the like you the shelves that you can see over in the distance like you're not positive you can see walls <laughs> okay so, joe can i roll a forensics to like kind of get more insight to you know, if anything malicious went down here or just, like, where this person started, went to, in which direction or something that's, like that? It's a good use of forensics, I'd say. Yeah, let's okay, see nice. Let's see if you actually get something useful or if you just get an opportunity to... Critical 11. Nice. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. <laughs> there we are, coming out of the gates. Goes swinging. into full Sherlock Holmes mode. Everything goes slow mo and things get blurry. <laughs> and see every like possible outcome the... of every situation that could have happened here simultaneously. Well, like, yes. Well, like, you know, Hank, like, you know, you guys kind of fade away and Hank is staying there and everything kind of goes in that, like, grayscale. And you <laughs> see a figure moving amongst the books, building a fire, laying down, and stuff like that. Um,. Okay, all right, fair. There is something that you see um, as you're looking around, as you're kind of picking through this area. And again, someone has definitely has been here. Hank, you, you get down into the fire, and, you know, they threw the book on it, and it's starting to kind of burn. You know, it's a pretty good-sized book. And when you think about it, end of the day, a stack of papers is basically a tree again. So it's like, you know, a good, dense book will burn for a bit. Um, but you start picking through, and you find little tiny bones in the fire. They look like to be the bones of probably mm-hmm. rats. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you find a little, a, you know, a tiny little rodent skull with like, it's, you know, enlarged teeth. It looks like somebody probably had killed rats here. And <laughs> okay, and the, fir- the last time I told you guys this, everybody 
everybody thought it was some type of joke or something at first. But, Hank, you smell something that reminds you of a different time. Um, as you're kind of looking around the periphery, there's a small area where you indeed, off to the side, on the opposite side of the fire from this little makeshift bed, where there looks to be a, uh, a kind of, you know, just like a space in the books where, you know, you flip a book over and... Because maybe you smell something. You smell something over there, you flip it over, and there is another rat. This rat looks like it has not been cooked and eaten, but looks like it has been chewed apart, probably by, uh, you'd assume, a creature. And you smell a musky... Not not stinky, but not, not stinky smell. Something similar to a dog. And then you you smell like, is that, is that urine? You know, it's like you, you're... And it really reminds you of Damn. 20 years ago in the McAllister, but they remind you of Ham. <laughs> He's like, I know that piss. I know that piss. Know that piss. Yeah. <laughs> well, fellas, uh, yeah. looks like someone's been here for long enough to be hungry enough to eat some rats, cook them over the fire, and, and get you know a load what of this. Likes rats. Get a load of this piss. Well, Go, Get, go ahead, Hank. I want y'all to bend down here and take a big whiff of this area That's of books. Disgusting. <laughs> Tell me what you think oh, about God. this. Not impressed. Uh, notes Hank, of are these... ammonia, asparagus. There's only <laughs> oh, one piss it like that. <laughs> uh, well, and as Hank, you, uh, and as you, are those, go ahead. Sorry, Ben. Go ahead. Uh, Hank, are those like human bite marks? something else oh okay yeah this with your critical you success crit- no like on the, you, you on the rat the, i would say with yeah. your critical you can investigate the bones of both the the bones in the fire and the bones uh of the other rat that you find one of them is human the other one appears to be some type of creature probably canine you're not an expert but mm. that's what you're thinking it's also worth noting that there are places like where the books, it looks like some of the books seem to be waterlogged and ruined. Um, and it's not an uncommon, like parts of the library, as you even like look out of your alcove, look to be fairly well kept, like you'd expect a library, but there is definitely a feeling of ruin creeping in kind of at the edges, you'd think. Um, and even now, Hank, as you investigate this kind of opening, to what you'd assume to be the only real way forward out of this little alcove. It looks like someone has... There are some... uh, At first, it just looks like there are some chairs and desks here. But what it looks like now, and you look on the floor with your critical, you see on the floor, it looks like they've been moved over the wooden floor. It looks like these were probably formed into a barricade that someone had put up. And they pushed it out, looks like, when they left. But... Looks like mm. someone had barricaded themselves inside this little area where they built this fire. Hmm. Also, it looks like they were trying to protect themselves from something or someone. It might be a good idea, Phyllis, to... Is there any... Does anyone see any kind of a bat or something? Weapons. Weapon of sort? We can... Weapons! We might need to be on our toes about whatever happens going forward. Yeah. Roger that. Um... Maybe we could, like, break apart one of those chairs and have makeshifts. I, I don't... This is some, yeah. some solid walnut right here. It's a good, dense wood. Now, 
Here's one for you, Hank. And here's one for you, Benedict. This is this is Bodoc. This is Bodoc. Don't get harder than Bodoc. Don't get harder than Bodoc. <laughs> All right. Um, Desert Iron. Is there anything else around? I'd love that, but is there any? So we can make, I guess, four stakes out of that chair. But is there anything else that we can see around here? Looking out again, like it looks like it just goes out into. I don't mean to. I don't mean to to alarm. I don't want to look too or to far. Prompt you. I don't want to look too far out. Unending stacks of books. No, no. He just keeps looking at the ground. Benedict <laughs> no, does not today. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm gonna say that you guys. Hank yeah, says. If you guys want to? Hank says we need guns. Some, uh, Lots of guns. <laughs> and then do like rounds of guns come out, and then it goes. <laughs> <laughs> So you you guys can all fashion some weapons for yourself, um, you know, and you can even. I will say that you guys have plenty of time. You know, uh, there's nothing encroaching. There's no reason to worry about time traveling here. It's not like something will get worse the longer you're here. I would not worry about that. Um, so you guys can probably go ahead and add to your sheets. I know you've got all your old inventory on there. Just ignore that. You know, it's not on. You don't have to delete it, but ignore it. But we'll say that you guys all have a club. You know, if you want to add that to, uh, like, add makeshift club. And we'll say that, you know, you guys have plenty of time to get a good, uh, get a good, a good length one that's just about right. We'll just give you the regular club stats on that, which is, uh, does a 1d6 of damage. Um... Just before we leave this room, there's one other thing I want to do, and it's probably a complete waste of time. But I noticed at the end of Biles' intro, or his, his little blurb on Demon Web 101, it says, This is his character which is used to be worn as a layman before him, who call him calleth him forth, or else he will not do the homage. Homage? So maybe I can, like, mm. get some ash from the fire and draw Biles' symbol on my forehead. <laughs> So you look Not exactly the Just like the on crazy guy on the on the handler's guide. Oh great bio. I call forth the demonic visage so that you may come payeth me homage. Okay. Alright, okay, tell me this. Because okay, because keep in mind you're so you know, this is one of those times where you know, to do something as a character and do something as a player are different because Benji knows different things than Dace, right? No. If okay, <laughs> not at all. They're the same. <laughs> if you if you want to, you have you're a cult. Isn't your cult ninety? Yeah. Okay. You Yeesh. know, you know the ritual. You the, the, with an occult of ninety. You know the ritual that is used to interact, supposedly, you know, according to the Ars Goetia, um, with the preliminary invocation of Prime Anumitan, um, which is a part of, even, even on Demon Web 101, on that first page where all the names mm-hmm. are, um, you know about the ritual, you know, that is used to, again, interact uh, with these demons. Um, you also know that these sim, you know, with your occultic knowledge, you know that symbols do bear power. 
uh, you know, or a supposed power, the idea of bearing the symbol of a lofty demon, it might yield something if this, if you come into contact with someone who knows what it is, perhaps. Okay. Well, I'll just, um, I'll leave this, the ash symbol on my forehead. As one does. And. Guys, just keep an eye out if you can for, uh, there's a couple of ingredients we need in this ritual. Um, two sprigs of mothwort, a virgin, and blood from a cat's face. So just keep your eyes closed <laughs> as we make our way through this nightmarish, uh, landscape. Uh, Hank <laughs> makes a side-eye Benedict. <laughs> right. Uh-oh. Onward, onward, no. He just... <laughs> Why don't you let me on his shoulder and just starts whistling as he walks off? <laughs> Why don't you let me hold on hey, that club me. there? Uh, <laughs> for, a second, for a couple of minutes. You touch my club, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Does you... Does anybody feel? I don't. I don't feel very safe. I know I keep being that guy, but I don't feel very safe here. Uh, even with my club. Anybody? You guys just want to charge ahead with? summoning the demon that's supposed to get us out with our little clubs I mean what else we got wait what'd you say say that sorry I'm reading demon web say that one more time Benedict I'm I'm just very afraid we just came out of a pile of books from an insane asylum that we don't remember being checked into or we kinda do Uh, I know we should probably need some weapons with all the crazy shit we've seen and I'm just glad we don't see any clockwork horrors right now but right now and i don't want to eat any rats if i'm being honest i'm 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 happy not eating rats Hmm. i don't think we got much option not not talking about the rat eating it's totally up to you whether you eat the rats or not but as far as um (laughs) i think the only way out's through you know the only way out is through Hmm. But you, I just wish I had my flashbangs to go through <laughs> with. Yeah. And I miss my ADs. Can you think I really hard? <laughs> Can you think really hard about a flashbang, Joe? Does that does that do anything? We need flashbangs. Lots of flashbangs. <laughs> like flashbangs, lots of feeling flashbangs. at his side, or like, and using some real willpower to be like, oh, I wish I had a flashbang. Wish I had a flashbang. Wish I had All a right. flashbang. Yes, I do. So, and then a flashbang so, uh, pops up onto so the So Benedict belt. starts singing his flashbang song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. With no effect. You, uh, uh, what would everyone else like to do? Benedict, you do bring damn up a, a very... I have to agree with Benji. I do want to... Uh, as weird as it might sound... Uh, I do not want to go back to that insane asylum uh, if I don't have to. At least here we're in control of what we do and, uh, you know, but uh, where we go and, uh, but we do need, you did say clockwork, which uh, does bring back some bad memories. Can we agree if we do see something like that? We don't even need to attempt to fight it in the state we're in now. Suicide pact. Right on, brother. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, I think this is the other pact. No, it's the, the opposite. We need to go the other way. Yeah, we need to agree to run in the opposite yeah. direction of the oh. something like that. Yeah, my mistake. I'm, I'm equally that, on board good. with that. Yes. <laughs> and what do we do? 
what do we do about the flying mannequins that we seem to keep seeing? Are they well, friends? Just, do we even want to bring this up? I didn't this see that at all. The room situation. I didn't see that at all, and I do not uh, uh, want to think about anything that I didn't see. Denial is a very powerful coping tool. <laughs> just nope, not today. A tank superpower. All Denial. Night. Yeah. I just think of my sons back at home that I have waiting for me. I got something that, to go back to, Benedict. That memory is getting steadily more foggy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. Getting harder and harder to recall that. All right, so we're going to do this ash summoning. Oh, I thing, thought we were going to follow the trail. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I think Joe was telling me okay. that my ritual didn't work. I was, but something might happen. If you... If you just like my flashbang ritual. I'm going to say that work. Benji has the knowledge, he believes, to perform a ritual according to the Ars Goetia um, to supposedly summon a demon. If you want to engage in that, you can. I'm saying that doing a symbol on your forehead isn't a particular part of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Benji, what do you need? And can we, can we do this ritual anytime? Does it have to be right here? You know... What is? What do you need? <laughs> it's uh, you know, let's follow this little trail of breadcrumbs before I start uh, invoking the names of the King of Demons uh, <laughs> on second thought. We'll keep it in our pockets as a last resort. How about that? <laughs> okay. So when we see a clockwork horror, let's just summon up let's a demon. Summon a demon. Let's see time. what happens. Fix it all up. Cool. All right. So you guys are gonna are gonna head out. Yes. For the first Very time carefully. in the history of the podcast, we're leaving the room. <laughs> we're exiting this room. <laughs> we're going to leave the room. <laughs> you guys squeeze through, and again, it looks like there was a barricade, and it's been pushed apart enough. You guys kind of squeeze through it and kind of, you know, and what you find is that you're moving out into this library, and there doesn't seem to be, there are not chandeliers, there are not lights, but there seems to be this kind of ambient light just kind of bathed over things and as you guys have been here it seems like it's gotten lighter um you know it's like it, it feels like it feels like it's getting more daytime question mark um as you guys move out from this place um and it becomes very, very clear. There is a, there is does come a point where you have to take a turn around a, a, a bookcase, you know, or something like that, or around like, well, you know, like a big, you know, like a big multi-sided study desk or something. There is a part where you... Is there a way for us... Go ahead. Sorry, Joe. Can we keep track of where we're going in any way, in any reliable way? I would say... If, uh, or to get back to where we were? I would say that at any time you can open any one of countless desks that you encounter and can find a pencil you know and you know or a pen and there's plenty of paper you can attempt to map your way out um to try to find your way back i'm gonna try and do that okay yep um hmm that's that's problematic uh go ahead and make me a on a sandy check Maybe a sanity check. Don't worry, you're not oh. gonna lose sanity. I've already got a minus, uh, what, like a one sanity yeah, damage hanging, hanging out there, on my yeah. on my Don't sheet. Don't worry about that. Um, 
Success, five under 52. Nice. All right, as you guys are moving along, Benedict is, is making this map. Um, you said you succeeded? Yep. It becomes very, very quickly that this map, you have already begun to double back on yourself and should be seeing things that you've seen before, but you're not. Um, it becomes very, very apparent very, very quickly to everyone who looks at this map, especially Benedict, who's making it. This map makes no mm. sense. Okay. We might just continue forward and let's just go get lost. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Uh, would someone roll me a d100, please? I can do it. 73. That is a 73. 73, okay. Um, cool. As you guys are moving... Um, you know, you've all got your clubs. And, and again, like, it seems to be, you know, they'll say you guys have been traveling about an hour, okay? Like, and it's it's hard to say whether or not you're making progress or not. I mean, I imagine there is a definitely a sense of kind of low, anxious panic that's just kind of present in everyone as you're just kind of making your way. And every now and then, you know, you, you see different things. Like, you see, you know, you might see another place where it looks like someone has, you know, hung out for a little while. You know, you might see books stacked in a way or even books laid out on these desks like someone was reading them um there are there every now and then you see evidence that maybe someone has been here there was a moment in 1995 in the night floors in which uh you guys saw some people with guns chasing some other people and they turned out to be mannequins and you found them, quote-unquote, dead on the floor. And I believe it was Benji who had witnessed, or had heard this kind of zzzz, you know, this kind of sound um, as these marionette strings were retreat, you know, were pulled back up into the rails in the ceiling. You guys are making your way, and we'll say that, Benji, you, maybe you're peering through the stacks, you know, like through the bookshelves onto the other side at some point, and you hear, and you see something move. And you hear this. Zzzz. Um, what do you do? Okay. Um, as far as everybody feeling a sense of low anxiety, I don't think Benji does. I think he's okay. actually like kind of excited to be back in the night floors. Maybe, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost feels at ease. He's getting closer to Carcosa. Yeah, he is. Anyway, <laughs> he hears that noise and he like frantically. Uh, scoops the books off the shelf to see if he can see anything behind it. Okay. Uh, the other two of you see Benji do this. Uh, what is your reaction? Sorry, I gotta step away for one second. I'll be right back. Okay. I know this is okay. intense spot. <laughs> just, while, just while that happens, uh, don't know if we can check out the music, Joe. Oh, the, mu- Quick tech oh, the check. music dead, died. Okay, yes. I will. I'll get yeah. that back going. And I'm fueled by music. Yes, yes, of course. And cake. And cake? That's mm. a... What flavor of cake this eve? Carrots. No. Carrot cake. Ah, music's back, but no carrots. Um very much. Yeah, that's a that's a weird one. I I don't know what that says about you or what it doesn't say about you. Um we'll just Oh, you don't have to think about it too much. Okay. In fact, Joe, you should roll a sanity thinking about my Uh-oh. carrot cake trying to overthink my carrot cake what is joe's sanity (laughs) my individual real human sanity 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll continue on without uh, Brad for the time being. Okay. Um, well, for Benedict, he will probably just let Benji do Benji. Benji does Benji sometimes, and sometimes he almost traps us in a tunnel. Sometimes he unlocks the key to the entire thing. So okay. hoping for the latter. <laughs> um, so you see on the other side of this, um, you see a, a very, it becomes very apparent very quick that um, while this is not one of the mannequins, because when you first came into the library area, there was a mannequin that was, um, it was not clothed, you know, it was like a, a, a nude, uh, you know, kind of just the wooden figure shape, you know, the mannequin bounding through doing God knows what. This time you mm-hmm. see one that is wearing that bellhop kind of uniform. Um, right. Something that is now very familiar, having seen it, having seen it more than once, but especially having seen the, um, the uniform itself being stitched together in the Samahina home. Right. Oh. Um, you you see, it appears to be gathering books. Um, you see, in one hand, it holds a what appears to be a piece of paper, and it regards it with this face with no eyes and no markings. It, but it regards this. It kind of pantomimes, and you see that even the paper has no writing on it. Uh, but it's it appears to be almost shopping for for books, um, and as it uh, looks through and it, it and it seems to turn towards you, Benji. And there's probably a, a you know a moment there of oh, it sees me and it reaches like it reaches toward you, but then just pulls one of these books off the shelves and puts it on the small cart, and then you all hear the sound of this cart squeaking down. Um, down the stacks and through the shelves as this mannequin wheels this again this like library cart that is piled high with all sorts of books and but even you see it's pushing the cart and as you're watching it you see these lines going up into the ceiling no doubt to these rails high high above and the mannequin is not even touching the ground because it is very much like a marionette. It's just kind of being bounced along behind the cart, but mm. somehow also exerting force on it. Um, and it begins to move away from you. Uh, what do you do? I want to try to interact with one of these mannequins. We see them everywhere, but we've never actually interacted with one. So if I can, can I fit in between the shelves, like where the books are? You would have to go down to the end of the row. Yeah, away. but if I do that, it's going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> that's metagaming. That's, no, no. That's, that's metagaming if I've ever seen it. Uh, I would say no. I mean, like, you know, the average bookshelf, you know, you're not going to be able to squeeze through, you know, it's certainly not in a timely manner. Uh, Fine. Can you throw something? Can you throw something at it, Benji? Uh, yeah, sure. Benji throws a book at it. <laughs> Okay, what is your intent here? To get its attention? To get its attention, not to harm it. Right. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> that is my final answer. I don't like that question at <laughs> okay. all. That's not cool. What is? How does Hank react to Benji's having pulled all of this, these books off and is apparently... It's like it's like a bloodhound. It's like you got something, boy. You got something. <laughs> like what? What is what is Hank's reaction? 
to the man with a symbol on his forehead crawling through the bookshelves well, again. The thing is, is, is as, you, as the cart starts to make its way, as this, as this mannequin begins to push the cart, I mean, you hear the cart too, and maybe even now you guys kind of crouch down and see through, and you also see the back of this bellhop, uh, you know, costume mannequin. Uh, what is what is Hank's reaction? And she's like, um, I, I knew I smelled crazy. Look. <laughs> uh, Benji, maybe, I mean, I don't think Hank's going to stop him at all. He's a little alarmed. We only see this one bellhop? Right. Just the one. Here's the plan. One of y'all stick around here and look at him through the bookcase while I go around to the end of the aisle. No, that's a Let's terrible split idea. Up. No, splitting Let's up. Let's split up. <laughs> that way he can't disappear. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe try uh, shouting out to him. Say something. Yo, and throw a book. <laughs> hey, little bellhop boy. <laughs> it throws a book at him. Hey, Pinocchio. I got a tip <laughs> for you. Pinocchio. <laughs> Um, the bellhop stops suddenly uh, as the book makes contact with the back of its torso Uh, it turns around and it it kind of and again like it makes this wooden kind of knocking sound as it moves like this uh, like sound of like kind of like wooden wind chimes just every time it kind of moves one of its bodies and again it's just kind of bouncing it's not really walking and it looks down and cocks its head quizzically, you know, like too much, like more than one would do so, you know, when they looked at something. But it's like it's very theatrical. And it makes a little shrugging mm. sign and it bends down and picks up the book and walks back over to where you are and puts the book back on the shelf, not regarding you, and then turns back. Is it within reach? Yes. Kind of looks at Benji. Should we? Should we? Should we you get have him? one moment. Should we grab you him? Have one moment. Benji's gonna reach out and try to snag his arm, pull him closer. Oh my god! All right, you're doing that. All right, you. Okay, roll me some type of dex, like a dex check. I think. Can I help him? I'll sure, help you him. can. You can roll either a dex or a strength. How about that? I will do... All right. Uh, dex, for sure. Um, I'll roll a strength. Success on the dex. 14 under 70. Failure on the strength. All right. could be a terrible idea it could be a terrible idea you're (laughs) right um so you guys so you attempt to reach out and help grab uh benedict to no avail um you're able to there's really not enough room for the two of you to both get in there that being said um benji you reach out and are able to make contact uh with this with this creature what did you roll actually um 
So 14 under 70. Dex. Okay. Okay, let me see, let me see. So, it's going to make a roll to attempt to dodge you. Does it even Jeez. know okay. what's happening? Oh, you're right. You're right. We'll give it a negative. We'll give it a negative 20. Um, that being said, it still does roll, but... Okay, but the way it works... The way it works. So you both rolled a success, but because Benji rolled a technically a higher number, Benji rolled a 14, and this creature rolled a 12... Technically, Benji wins. Ooh. Benji, you reach out. This thing, uh, you lay hands on it and pull it back. Uh, it is now has a hand, arm being pulled through these two rows of bookshelves, right? On the other side. Uh, and it is it is tried to dodge out does of the way. Does it scream? Of course it does not scream. Is there scream. screaming? It's a mannequin. Benedict, how, what a silly question. It's a valid question. Thank you very much. I stand by it. Maybe there's not a scream, but maybe there is a kind of mechanical grinding that emits from it as it exerts itself to pull back and away from Benji. God, Benji's like the dog that caught the tire. And now you have no idea what to do. What okay. are you going to do with Okay, it? so that's what these two did, and the mannequin has done something. What is Hank doing? Uh, alertness <laughs> check. Alertness check. Yeah. Okay, give me give me that alertness. Let's see what you do. Uh, success. Sixty eight under seventy, just barely. Okay. Hank, of all things that you notice in this situation, you would swear that you hear the sound of snoring coming from the other side of the bookshelves, kind of towards where the mannequin is, probably beyond the mannequin. Uh, uh, fellas, there's someone else here. With a mouth. With a mouth. Presumably. <laughs> Presumably At least the nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What? Okay. So, at this point, we're basically in combat. That's what it sounds like to me. Is that what it sounds like to you guys? No, not really. Honestly, uh, <laughs> is the mannequin female? I'm... <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> it, it appears to be a genderless mannequin. I mean, we're oh, not in combat oh, unless okay. that unless that mannequin swats at one of them. I suppose. Well, that is a good point. So I need to know right now. I need to know right now what is going to be... Are you going to let this thing go? Or now that you have it, are you going to attempt to... What? I need to know. That's going to determine what happens next. Benji, let's let's pull it through. We've got him. <laughs> let's get him. Let's get him. <laughs> we'll interrogate him. <laughs> we get him. Get him. Oh, fuck it. Wanna, let's All right, we're doing it. <laughs> All right. You know what? Um, <clears throat> what's interesting? I'm going to make weapons out of his limbs. Uh, this is also kind of metagaming, but the, the picture of Bile at the bottom of Damien Web has like all those, like almost, it's not talked about it in the text, but it has like spider legs oh, underneath shit. it. 
as if it could yeah, like has that. multiple arms that it could control possibly mannequins or something of the sort. Oh no. All right, so um so I will go ahead and tell you that you know the way that combat rounds work um is that we're going to start of course with Hank. Hank being the fastest of all of this us. Is, this <laughs> is not combat. No, there's we're no in combat, combat music. This is definitely not combat. Turn there's I no music. The I don't hear the music. The music. Damn I'm it. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll iron it out in well, all right books. i guess hank hank just like following these two they really maybe this mannequin did something to them maybe the mannequin's attacking attacking them he doesn't know because he's preoccupied with a snore behind yeah. are you uh, going to attempt to pull it through or to attack its arm or something hank will try to attack it if that's what uh, he thinks you know he doesn't know right. what's going on with these two. Make that melee... I assume you're using your club. Right. All right, make that melee weapons roll. Tell me what you get. All right. Uh, let's two. I, I need your melee weapons roll, not your damage roll. That, you just rolled a d6. You're right. How does this work again? <laughs> Go down uh, to melee weapons in your skill sheet. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Failure. All right. Uh, failure, not not a, a failure enough to be a problem. Um, but, you know, you, you swing and, you know, between you trying to miss Benji and Benedict's heads, you're unable to do to get it in there. Um, go ahead and next, I believe, would be Benji. Benji, go ahead. What are you going to do? Um, attempt to pull him through. Go ahead and make me that strength check. My forte. Your forte. As a scholar. <laughs> incredibly <laughs> strong scholar. <laughs> failure. 94 over 50. <laughs> a hard failure. Terrible failure. All right. Yeah, so uh, your this thing pulls back and forth. You're not able to. Uh, Benedict, what are you going to do? Is it my turn over it? it? That's yes. surprising. Uh, I will also try and pull it through. Go and give me your strength roll. That is a success. Right. 52 under 70. So this is going to become a bit of an opposed kind of thing as this thing is going to attempt to... Um, so Benedict has its hands on it. And, you know, and maybe, you know, between the two of you, you, you know, Benedict definitely has the greater hold on it. And what's going to happen next is going to be... I figure it's the kind of things that might give one a PTSD flashback. Um, because in a very familiar manner, a spike emits from the mannequin's oh. arm. What the shit? Uh, oh, no. At oh. Benedict. So... Oh, God. Let's go ahead and uh, <clears throat> dodge. Address, Get a dodge address it. that. Nope, you already did your <laughs> movement for this time. Your action. But isn't it a reaction? If you haven't acted already. Uh, oh, so, uh, that's brutal. Let's go ahead and try that old uh, that spike and pale attack. Let's roll that. Oh D100. my god. Oh god. Uh, let's see what we get here. History repeats itself. Well, that's an 88, which is a critical failure on Ooh. the part of this 
Marionette. I do not know if I know how to handle... It should stab uh, itself in the head. I don't know <laughs> if I know what to do with a, uh, a critical fail. Um, Benji's just like, let him go, let him go, let him go. Sorry. <laughs> oh, y'all, this is bad, this What's is bad. This is a bad time, guys. <laughs> this, um, out of this kind of mechanical out of the arm, maybe one of the... And as you guys are holding on to this arm, it seems to be a mixture of wood and steel. You know, like... Uh. It is a very complicated structure. It appears very simple on the outside, but there are fine-made seams in it. And in a very, like, cyberpunk kind of way, one of them kind of shifts to the side as this pneumatic spike drives out. Uh, oh, uh, well, so you're telling me they're Carcosian clockworks. Basically. That kind of makes it Damn it, wanna... Benji, how did you not see this? <laughs> I'm not saying this is my, what is what would go down, Joe, but with a critical fail, would it be possible that maybe it slices some of the strings and has a negative 20 Ooh. on its uh, attacks going forward? Let's see. <laughs> I think it um, enters the wrong command and it accidentally detaches its arm rather than send a spike out. I think that's a crit fail. <laughs> Just drop, yeah, yeah, it drops the weapon, right? That's what usually it's happens drop when you weapon. crit on a... Well, usually if you were to do this, like, like, like you like, drop it the magazine. Like jam your weapon or stuff like that. We're going to say the, right, the, the blade the goes out and as it does, Benedict, maybe you have just enough wherewithal. You reach down to kind of the base of this spike, and you just pull something away. And now you have, and as hydraulic oh. fluid sprays out, you look in your hand, and you have some type of tube. And the blade or the spike kind of just jankily jerks to the side and looks quite ineffectual um, from here on out. So back up to the top with Hank. Hank. Hank Ellis. He's a. Uh, he's like, uh, he's in war mode. He's like, this thing's trying to kill us. And he starts to <laughs> try to beat it with it. a bat <laughs> again. Let's go. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm gonna say this. It is on the other side of a bookcase. We're gonna say uh, that you guys are gonna take a negative twenty, unless you're able to pull fair. it through. Uh, but that was a fail anyway. Uh, but Benji, you gonna try to pull it again? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought these things are harmless. <laughs> um, yeah, what I am going to try to do, I'm going to try to get the spike. I'm going to try to steal the spike. Okay, I will also say Rip this. Rip it off. I will say this because, again, we're thinking about Benji knowledge versus. <gasps> John. Where'd John go? He lost John. The marionette um, got him. Marionette got him, as it always does. RIP, John. Rip, John. Straight to the face, just like Benedict. Um. So you are able to, uh, there he is. So you, as Benji, you have a knowledge of Carcosian clockworks. You could sure do. Roll a Carcosian clockworks skill. That would be my pleasure. To see if you can do something, let's say, interesting. Okay. Guys, sorry, I dropped off internet. What happened after I grabbed the tube? Did I get the weapon with it? Nothing. No, no, it's just ineffectual at this point. You have disabled it for the time being. But I am okay, I'm about to roll a Carcosian clockwork to try to get the weapon or something. Yes. Success. 436. 
Okay, oh. let's see. All right. Um, you, uh, Benji, as Benedict is kind of wrestling with this thing, and Benedict has a better hold on it. Benji, you see down in it, you see a whir of gears, uh, and there is a, a, a piece of you that uh, kind of a, an impetus within you that kind of lights up to actually attack this thing. Uh, go ahead and roll me 1d4. Okay. As you, maybe you even take the blade and kind of, you see these whirring gears. I've got a one. Okay, there's a shoot of, sp there's like, like a, there's a, um, you know when you use a, an angle grinder on a piece of steel and there's like that, you know, that big rooster tail of uh, sparks, you know, shoot sparks nope. out? There is this uh, huge, <laughs> like this huge wave of sparks that shoots up and out from within the arm as there's a grinding sound. It's not quite as effectual as you'd like it to be, but you think you have damaged this thing. Nonetheless. So. Did I get the spike? Huh? Did I get the spike? It's still attached. Damn it. Still attached. Again, you still, this thing is still just <laughs> hanging through these bookshelves. This is a bizarre looking quote unquote battle. Um, <laughs> it really is. Uh, Benedict, what are you going to do? Uh, he's gonna mention Benji. I think we should let it go. I'm terrified. All right, let's let it go. And I think he's gonna try and like. <laughs> okay. Let, I'm gonna try and like push it Hanks, away instead uh, of holding on to it. He's gonna be like, oh no no no, and like to try and push it. Hank's got away. blood bloodlust and's like, no, we have to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> he's full barbarian mode. He's, he's, he's injured, raging. Yeah, he's entered his rage. All right. Um. So you're going to attempt to like let go of it and then also to like get back or like push, push it, away. it away all right yeah i want a distance okay uh the second you release tension this thing wrenches its arm back and um and it it immediately so like i said these are all like rows of bookshelves it pulls its arm back and then leaps like some type of like <laughs> Like some type of weird spider onto the bookshelf on the other side and begins to clamber directly up the vertical surface. Oh, Just clank, 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 God. Clank, 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 run. Run. Run backwards. Yes, that's what we agreed. Run backwards. <laughs> I think it's it, trying to get away from it, us. Yeah, that's what I took away from that. I don't think it's going to go. I think we're in trouble. But can we get ready? Can we, like, poise ourselves to defend ourselves? Do we hear the clanking, like, coming closer, or does it seem like it's getting farther away? It seems like it is getting further away, and maybe as you're looking up through the stacks, maybe there's a brief moment where you see it peek the top of that shelf and jump down the other side um, as it, you know, leaps, defying... Again, it's on strings, but so it, like, kind of leaps in this, like, gravity-defying manner across and out of your line of sight. And it seems to be gone. And you guys are left here huffing. Just <laughs> like I imagine that that, that oh, Benedict, God. that both Benedict and uh, Benji are now have like this strange smelling hydraulic fluid on them. There's a smell of huh. burning metal uh, kind of lingering in the air. And it's quiet for a moment as Hank is standing there with his club in both hands, breathing hard as he comes out of his barbarian rage. Um, and you're left with only the sounds of soft snoring. <laughs> All right. 
Lesson learned. Uh, don't fuck with the mannequins. Yep, don't, don't fuck with the mannequins. Stay out of their way. Um. Uh, anyway. Do y'all, <coughs> do y'all hear that snoring? <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine like, y'all hear that snoring as he still got his club up. God, there there's, some, sleeping. there's something we could kill him. It'd be easy to kill him. When they're sleeping, <laughs> they'll be asleep. <laughs> Vulnerable. <laughs> His blood's still hot. Calm uh, down, Hank. Simmer down, boy. <sighs> um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make contact. Uh, hello. <laughs> It'd have to be louder than that. <laughs> no matter how loud you call from where you are, nothing happens. Um, and it's like, sh- like several shells back, where we're yeah, where this man could navigate to it. You would have to go to the end, go around. You know, um, shower boys. Yeah, someone might be lost in here, just like us. Um, they're asleep. Uh, and easy they're asleep. Prey. <laughs> I could bash them over the Benedict head with this club, edge. real easy. Just end them. That's a lot of meat. We could survive here for a long time. <laughs> That's oh a lot of God. head cheese right there. <laughs> That's a lot of head cheese. <laughs> you, you guys make your way around, and I imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, I imagine that being the tactical one of the crew, that maybe Hank might lead the way. Nah. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sure. No, Benedict's at the rear. Yeah. Sure. Looking out for the fucking spider Hanks thing. Up. Yeah, the other two of you are just looking up more than you are anything. Um, Hanks. Hank, you ease your head around, club in hand, and, you know, you're kind of like slicing the pie. You know, you don't have a weapon. You don't have a firearm, but, you know, you're still kind of slicing the pie around this corner, and you see there is this, there's this big pile of books in kind of this opening, and perched atop it, not perched, but laying out atop it, kind of haphazardly, but kind of comfortably looking, is a man. Um, and he is dozing, and with this uh, kind of, uh, kind of, not loud, but not not quiet, snore. Hank, um, like, uh, holds his hand up, and then, like, motions for everyone to come there to do, like, a three-head peek around the corner type situation. <laughs> <laughs> like a Scooby-Doo kind of yeah. peak. Uh, do uh, I recognize him? You do not. You do not. Um, you see that there is... Uh, he looks to be... He definitely has the feel of like a um, like a Depression-era hobo. Like, mm. patched. Does uh, he look armed? Might be he one of my sons. He obviously armed. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Hank, Hank perks up for a moment. Oh, no, it's not, it's not him. Um... But he's like he's got patched clothes, um, you know, like maybe even has, like maybe there's one of those, what do you call it? like a like a, a a very almost like cliche style of like like top hat that has the top that's kind of like had fallen out <laughs> of it, like a can opener. Yeah, like a can opener. It's like sticking up. Like, like a can that's been opened. It's very cliche. Yeah. Like the whole everything Which... about it is very cliche and. He is laying there, kind of, uh, just like kind of laid out and kind of mumbling to himself as he as he sleeps. Well, if no one objects, Hank just kind of tries to walk up to him and poke him with a stick. I think that's wise. 
Okay, you poke him with your uh, <laughs> with your whacking stick with the blunt end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you poke him, and he just kind of he kind of he like kind of like an eye kind of partially opens. He just pushes your club away and rolls over. Uh, <laughs> he says, "Hey, fella, I don't think this is a great spot to take a nap." <laughs> okay, he uh. He kind of his eyes kind of open. He like he kind of raises his head, kind of groggily, and looks at you. And he goes, and he looks around. He's like, "That's just okay. Don't worry about." It. And he just again lays back down. He seems very intent on doing his absolute best to ignore you. Um, I search him. Okay, uh, are you going to try to do this without him noticing? No, I'm just going to lose it. matter? <laughs> you start to rifle through his pockets. Um, and, it, and again, he seems like to be kind of halfway asleep, but it's, we're not going to make you make a roll, and even if he does notice, he doesn't seem to really give a shit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's maybe it's that kind of like, I'm too destitute to have anything that you could possibly want. So, whatever. Um, you you begin to rifle through his pockets, um, and one of the first things that you pull out is what appears to be a small booklet. Um, probably about I don't know, not big, like three inches by you know three inches wide by like five inches tall. Just like this little booklet, and you can't tell what the book is. Um, it doesn't really matter because the thing that catches your eye is it has a very kind of cartoonish style bite taken out of it um as if the entire book as yes and it's probably about an inch thick as if someone had taken like an apple type bite out of this book uh hank opens the book the book is written in a foreign language that you could probably identify as tartesian at this juncture um and there's a and you hear kind of a a, a chuckle from the man <laughs> you know like as you're kind of regarding this book and looking at him um, and then there's something else in his pocket that maybe you catch just the tiniest glimpse of it something red something bright red okay would you like to fish back in there a second time yeah Benedict's ready to smash something. <laughs> you guys are, the other two of you are standing there, clubs up, ready to bring them down on this man's skull. Alright, uh, yeah, I'll try to fish out this red item. You you pull out a small red ball. It's rubbery. It's a clown uh, nose. It like it might, it's not a clown nose. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you you take the clown nose and put it on the man. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's a ball. It's like a. Is it like a dog ball? Does it have a squeaker? I imagine that maybe even Hank gives it a little squeeze. And for the second time today, you were reminded, Abraham, hmm. the dog. Okay. And. And you, as you squeak it, 
you hear the man say, go, uh, good boy. Good boy. He rolls back over away from you. Mm. Um, Benji kind of hunkers down over him and like slaps him in the face, try to wake him up and like focus his head on the symbol on my forehead. Does he open his eyes (laughs) at all? Does he see it? He seems almost intoxicated. Um, in the in the way that he's kind of struggling to be totally coherent, he does see you, and he uh, he reaches up, kind of, and fumbles with like, and kind of fumbles and like rakes a thumb across the symbol. <laughs> uh, uh, not today, not today. Um, um, that was a Hank, failed. Benji. Hank was looking around for uh, maybe his booze bottle to like you know. You know, he's going to, like, wave it up, like, if you want this, you need to pay attention to us, but, but he, I guess he doesn't as, find it. And he, he gives... Benedict is going to shout at him. He's going to say, Lundine! Hey! Lundine, wake up! No reaction specifically to that, to that name. Uh, but he, he does reach up to Benji's face and kind of give him, like, a gentle kind of slap. Not like a slap, but just like a pat on the cheek and says, he says uh, let's go down the lake have a swim and see the spires see the spires with me and his kind of head kind of leans back down and he's, he kind of nods back off Benji takes out his club and brutally caves in his head for five experience points. I'm going to write that down on my sheet. For five experience points. Can uh, Hank squeeze the ball like loudly and say, here boy, here boy, to try to like see if a dog's nearby? As you do, you hear the unmistakable whine. Dog? It seems to be a little ways away and there and coming around the corner you see a skinny mangy looking ham Benji's gonna run it's over ham. to him you run over to him and it, he, he tucks his tail and recoils with its back to his shelf and bares his teeth oh oh, oh god uh yeah, Benji stops. Ha- He's like, "It's okay, boy. It's me. You remember me?" This so I like hold out his hand. There is, you know, the the dog appears to be be quite scared, uh, and he he takes the longest possible route around you to the sleeping man, who he kind of sniffs at him and kind of lays protectively on top of him. Here. What? There is not an ounce of recognition. Not an ounce. Is Ham, does he look older? Or does he just look scrawnier? He just looks scrawnier. Not older. Maybe this is like a alternate dimension Ham. That was a first Hank, aid roll by Hank. Hank rolled a first aid to see if there's anything particularly wrong with Ham besides being malnourished. Nothing particularly. The 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 man he reaches up again, kind of still, kind of drunkenly, and he pats Ham's head. It's okay. It's okay. Yes, I'll be all right. 
And then he does something that kind of takes you all aback. He reaches down to the pile of books that he is nestled upon. And in a way that is not unlike a snake consuming something too large, begins to consume what has to be a fucking encyclopedia. Oh my god. What the fuck? What? He like uh, unhinges the wall and, and like roll just me like that shoves quick the... sanity check just for fun. <laughs> oh, damn. You stinker. Benedict succeeds three under 52. Failure for Benji. Failure for Hank. All right, uh, Benji and Hank, please take one sanity damage due to the unnatural. Uh, but don't, but again, don't apply it. Go ahead and just put it over in another category by itself. Just put sanity damage, I've taken, heart, you know, or whatever you need to remember it. <laughs> just put it on a different part of your sheet. Just, just somewhere you'll, you'll find it later. Don't worry about it. The, as, so and Hank, you still have the ball. Okay. Hank, the, you know, Ham seems to be placated by this and kind of sees the ball at your hand and, and tail tucked, you know, it's, it's rear end down, comes and, you know, and kind of sits in front of you nervously looking, you know, as you hold this ball. Hank tries to hand hand the ball, you know, like very let him grab it. Takes, yeah, very gently takes it from your hand and kind of retreats a bit from you, and seems to just be kind of watching all of you. Seems Ham's been uh, through about as much as we've been through since last time we met. I ain't entirely convinced that it's the same Ham. Hmm. You see that it still has that same familiar collar, the the kind of handmade with the little tag on it that says Abraham. Um At the very just, least when we find Lundine, we need to give him a good talking to about how to uh, <laughs> how he's been taking care of this dog. Yeah. Well where from here, guys? Kind of actually, heartbreaking to actually Everyone roll me an alertness check. Okay. Oh, six, success for Benji, 28 under 32. He's the only one that succeeded. Failure for the other two. Yeah. Benji, for whatever reason, you... You know, you were all very disturbed by this... The manner in which this, this man just devoured this book... He, again, he absentmindedly kind of turns over to this massive, I mean, probably like 50 foot tall pile of books. And he just pulls one of these books out of this wall and begins to, again, seemingly gorge himself upon it. And as he... I can't watch this And again. as he does, you notice that the wall begins to tilt. And you think it's going to fall. Oh, uh, us. look out! And he tries to, like, push everybody out of the way. You do so. You do so, and even uh, Hank, or uh, Ham, with tail still tucked, follows you as this this insane amount of books falls directly on top of the man who's just, the last 
visage you see of him as he's smiling, eyes mostly closed, kind of this like this intoxicated smile on his face as he just munches, as he is covered entirely. He has to be dead. Did he survive? What the hell? What would have happened if I hadn't made that alertness check? What would have is happened? Is that another of these death traps? Who knows? Does this remind anyone of like some kind of like demon? Like is this guy like some kind of I don't know. Something I don't know. I don't know what's going there is on. There is a there's like literally there's like dust settling and there's no movement, no sound, and just ham just kinda whines. Um and Ham approaches the, the pile and begins to sniff and dig, but seemingly kind of gives up, you know, or is kind of just looking at you guys. And as Ham reaches, his, you know, he's, he's digging and, you know, like books are being pushed away. Uh, as it digs, one particular book seems to roll down onto, tumble onto Benedict's left foot. And right, he'll pick it up. You look down, and there is a um, kind of a silhouette of a uh, like a like a dark silhouette of a man reclining on a tower of books, and the title is "The Dreaming Man's Library." Definitely have to read this. Uh, he shows it to the others. It uh, this looks a bit strange, um, given what we've just seen. We should probably read this. I've never heard of it. Who's it by? Oh, it's by uh, Harcourt Brace, 1941. Harcourt. Um, we encountered that name before. I don't know. We haven't. I don't think so. Yeah. Can we just like skim through it real okay. quick? Can we can, read doesn't it? Take, yeah. you know, it's not a, a huge book. It seems to detail the travelings and adventures of a of a hobo who uh, travels the rails, has a photographic memory, and consumes books for nourishment. And that at night as he sleeps, he lives out the stories that he consumes in his dreams. We barely knew ye. <laughs> <laughs> what happens at the end of the book uh, he just continues to ride the rails for all of eternity uh, poorly written so no destruction by his own gluttony <laughs> or anything poetic like that no. okay uh, you hear oh. as you guys are kind of standing around kind of puzzling this like what the fuck is going on there is a bark barking sound yeah from which direction is it ham it is ham, ham. spoilers it's ham uh, <laughs> you, you quiet Benedict and... <laughs> we're doing things <laughs> we're busy <laughs> I have barked in the past <laughs> that's right you did actually uh, or was the, I, I, I can't did. remember who the, or the maid that was you you hear you hear ham barking um, and uh, and you see that he is uh, at the end of the bookshelves, uh, and he's looking back at you, and then looks forward and barks. He then, you know, picks his ball back up and gives the tiniest little of wag. 
Mm. So we follow him. Okay. We've got to follow him. Yeah. Okay, you guys, you guys begin to, you follow Ham, and you come to a, um, there is a bit where Ham kind of gets down and scratches and takes you kind of to this dead end of books, like of, of a, you know, that's like books on, on all sides. And Ham begins to scratch at the shelves at the books that are stacked therein. Is to scratch at them. Okay. Right. Let's, let's take a couple of them and see what he's what he's scratching at. Benji and Benedict, you know, you guys begin to pull them out. I imagine at first you look at them, but then you stop because you hear something. Voices. Voices on the other side. They're talking. As you guys pull the last book, you see a, of all things, a clearing? Like a bench? Maybe some type of weird, again, like one of these weird barricades that's been built in the middle? But just going out of sight are two men carrying between them a large wooden crate. They are both... One of them is holding a shotgun in his offhand that's not carrying the crate. They both seem to be wearing trench coats. Mm-hmm. And oh. as they go... As they... They're going... They're moving away from you through into the stacks. And as they go for the briefest moment, let's say... Which one of you is it going to be? Let's let's do a roll. 50 and below for Benedict. It's Benedict. Benedict, you see... And the voices are too far away or too muffled or whatever. Benedict, as the two figures are rounding a corner away from you, one of them turns. As you see your own face... 20 years previous. Oh. oh, with the green box. The green box you recovered from the bookstore. Oh, shit. And that is probably a good place for us to stop today. Worlds are colliding. I wanted to get back into the night floors so bad. <laughs> and now that we're back in the night floors, I'm just like, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. I can't do anything. Wait, so I remember us getting these trench coaches, uh, coats and shotguns from a box in the uh, bookstore. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what are you talking about? The green box? Mm-hmm. John? Yeah. The box with the yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, that was the box with the, oh, the, the, guns. With the books and the ammo. The guns. The guns but and you the, never, and the but gas masks. We, but Jean never specifically put on this gear, right? And was carrying around a box. Yeah, I did. think I specifically remember yeah, definitely did. Benji saying, oh, I'm putting on this trench coat. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And y'all were no, carrying did. a box around? It's the same. Okay. The box with the I guns. I think it's the same. We were bringing the box back. Oh, to yeah. me. Cause, yeah, because I, I got split up from y'all at that specific yeah, situation. Right. Exactly. I think we just saw ourselves in the library. Yeah. All right. This does not bode well. It's if it bodes anything, it's not well. That's for damn sure. 
I think we can all agree on that. We've all right. Narrowly avoided getting impaled. Narrowly. And we definitely did not contribute to that man's death. That, <laughs> that was, was a complete accident. No one could have seen that, that coming. And it was a man. It was a man. Dirty was addict was drunk on books anyway. He deserved <laughs> what he got. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He had it coming. Well, everyone listening, everyone watching, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a good one. Uh... You know, hey, uh, come check us out. Uh, all of our socials and everything, our Reddit HQ, that's kind of our big place. Uh, it's all connected. It's all linked down in the description of wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening right now. Um, if you want to hear the episodes a week early, please consider coming over. Uh, it's just three bucks uh, to come over to our Patreon and support us at patreon.com slash greenboxgaming underscore also linked below. We really appreciate it. It uh, gives me the caffeine that I need in the morning to uh to get this done but uh guys thank you thank you so much thank you for dealing with this confusion as you guys go on this mind-bending adventure um i hope the madness is not generalized to your real life but who can say oh it is it definitely affects other parts say? of my life thank you <laughs> yeah but all right Guys, uh, those of you listening, those of you watching uh, live, uh, bear with us. We're going to take a break and be back. Those listening, watching later, thank you for joining us again. And we will catch you <sighs> next time. And remember, stay safe. Stay sane. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.